Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three fateful little revolutionaries, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. Hello. So yes, I said hello this time, because you didn't tell hello. me. Hello. Yeah, I, I thought I'd give you all free will. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to... Oh, no one told me to say hello, so... You weren't, you weren't sure, yeah. No. Uh, I, I like that you say free will, but you really mean the illusion of free will. Well, precisely. <laughs> Can't be going around giving you all free will. What the hell would you expect would happen? <laughs> Anarchy, madness. Exactly. Breaking bad, D&D style. Yeah, we, 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 we were very close to that, weren't we, for a while. Let's yeah. be honest. Well, little do you know what I've got planned for Arc 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yes, I suppose I should probably tell the uh, lovely audience what you're going to be playing. So we have Tommy the Gunslinger, Sophia the Monster Hunter, and Rogar the Paladin Sorcerer. And because this is only the second time I've done it, I completely missed your uh, multi-classes there, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fine. No worries. Yeah. They're not we know important. who we are. Yeah. yeah. Listen to the last episode. I did it right then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah. So, speaking of last episode, let's have a little recap. You all had a very nice conversation with one of the Illuminated. We did. One of the actual illuminated, not yeah, the not, abominations. Not the, yeah, not her, yeah. her little her little pets. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it all went swimmingly. You all agreed to lie to her, lie for her, and then uh, she would just go on her merry way. Pretty much. Don't yeah. think we had a huge amount of choice in that interaction, but you know. Yeah, see, the illusion of free will. Yeah, as always. <laughs> Ah, you could have attacked, you could have done something else. I don't know, but no, no, you thought the smartest option was to play along, and that may well be the case. Definitely. Yeah, generally is. Not always. (laughs) So yes, you uh, had a conversation around how, unbeknownst to everyone else, including the people mentioned, Sophia, Rogar, and Solara broke into the Illuminated's Tower and have irreparably damaged them enough that they're going to have to flee when the upcoming revolution kicks off. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're just you're just badass. Or at least that's the tale we're going to spin to the rest of the revolutionaries. Fucking glory hugs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so while they were off doing that, Tommy, of course, completed his own mission. And now we are sat in what is effectively the main revolutionary meeting with a group of people who we have met throughout the campaign and our uh, players here managed to get on side to one degree or another. So we have the revolution's leader, Oman Belsar. We have Heinrich, their uh, go-to guy. We have Archpriestess Lauren, Araha Odell, the gladiator Koreth, a emissary from the Watchers that our uh, party met briefly, as well as the rescued guard captain Emmerich and the doom guide Halson. And you were all sat around a table ready to discuss just what you're going to do with the revolution. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Yep. And that's where we're going to kick off today. I say we like, we leave the revolution for like, I don't know, six to seven weeks. <laughs> you know, see how the, See, let everything calm down. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, go get a cup of tea, wait for it all to blow over. Yeah, okay. Pub? Yep, pub. Pub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe not the best plan. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we've got that kind of luxury, to be fair. No. I'm, I'm going to guess on, like, Armando's, like, leading this meeting, so I'm hoping he has some ideas. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, well, Tommy's just sitting back nursing, you know, his drink, you know, feet up on the table, looking fairly calm and confident and happy. Rogar's sat pretty much the same, really. Yeah. I'm picking my teeth. Nice. Fit. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't say Sophia was picking her teeth. No, 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 no. I'm just picking my fucking teeth. <laughs> <laughs> It's just if you all wanted that image in your heads. I'm go. a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my wife. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> so, yes, Orman is essentially going to open this meeting up and he kind of recaps a few things for the people in attendance just so that everyone is on the same page on what has gone on in the revolution so far. You all have noticed that uh, Lieutenant Ashar, who was supposed to be sort of the one of the revolution's top leaders, isn't here, and he explains that she is currently infiltrating the city guard. That's what she's been doing, and it's somewhat lucky that she is, because her name went up on the uh, prescription list for uh, being rounded up. So she has managed to escape that, and is currently waiting her next orders. And that is what's going to make up part of the revolution's overall plan. Now, first things first, he did mention to everyone that a couple of missions went down tonight. So firstly, Tommy, your mission that actually took place, are you just going to give a full recap and not change anything? Or is there anything you want to add, twist about, anything like that? Um, to be honest, Tommy's, Tommy's going to pretty much tell it how it happened, but he's going to skip the whole bit where he was humiliated. Um, <laughs> he's going to sort of big up how daring his escape was and, and how badass he was to rescue um, all the people in the jail, basically. So basically, yeah, a, a slightly embellished version of the truth where Tommy comes out as, you know, absolutely the hero of the entire revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to do me a performance check just to see how well that goes across. <laughs> Because it's not, it's not a lie, and you're not really trying to. Can, can, can I get an advantage then? Because it, because I, uh, you know what, on the truth. because you based it on the truth, and there's a few people there who witnessed the end of you getting people out and being all heroic. I'll say do it with advantage. I just want to see how well it goes down. Okay, it's a fifteen. It's a fifteen. It's, it's, fifteen you know, for, for Tommy. That's you know, with his charisma, that's not bad. <laughs> okay, I mean, um, everyone kind of nods along and seems quite impressed. Even the uh, Archpriestess and the Arahara are like, oh, yes, not bad, not bad. And uh, everyone seems, you know, suitably impressed with your efforts. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And then Orban's going to turn to the second mission. Now, how do you all want to do this? He will kind of take your lead on how you want to explain the second mission and how much detail you want to give away. I have already established that I'm not, I'm not put like charismatic. So I'm going to leave this to, I'm hoping to leave this to, um, shit names have gone in my head. Solara. Oh yeah. Why is Solara going to do the talking? Cause she's got because more charisma, she... than all, charisma than all of us. 
Yeah, and because you're insane. <sighs> as long as she paints it as we strode in like badasses, wiped them out in a single swoop, and then, yeah, we took this arm as proof. Almost, yeah. almost, almost did as well as Tommy. Almost. Yeah, and destroying the teleportation devices. Yes. That's the, yes, that's the main thing that we did. And because now they can't teleport, they are fleeing. Hopefully. Right? Yeah, okay. So um, if that's the way you want to play it, I'll have Solara will do um, the main explanation. So she will, she stands up and kind of introduces herself to everyone because not everyone here knows who she is for starters. And yeah, she, she can goes, do. Mm. Um, well, yes. Yeah, so uh, while, while Tommy was being all, uh, <laughs> all impressive up at the palace, we managed to sneak our way into a tower that the Illuminated had taken over in the Noble Quarter. Uh, I don't know if any of you knew about that, but apparently that's where they've been hiding out this whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went in there to damage the teleportation network that they set up over Varadin. And yeah, to total success. Um, we managed to get through. We faced a bit of resistance. And Rogar, if that's the point where you want to throw the arm out on the table. Yeah, definitely. Boom. Yeah, yeah I just... Like, take it out of the bag of holding, throw it into the middle of the table like it's, like, just dirt and just, like, we're badasses. Give everybody, like, like you know, uh, the Fonzie guns. Sit back down <laughs> like I'm so cool. Yeah. So um, this metallic arm with, like, the claw on the end of it kind of skitters across the table and spins out. And everyone sort of looks at it a little bit taken aback. And actually, you do see it seems to have the intended impact of, oh, wow, they did at least kill some of these creatures. And Slara sort of nods and goes, yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, we, we met some resistance. We succeeded, thankfully. Um, and we made our way up to where they were performing this uh, teleportation ritual, where they had it all set up. And, yeah, we, we, we damaged it. And it seems badly enough that uh, a bunch of alarms started going off and... The illuminated we saw there were super panicky, and yeah, uh, I think they're I think they're in retreat. I think we we did what we set out to do, and she is going to make a deception. And I'll say with Rogar assisting, she will get advantage. Two eighteens. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> this is why we let her talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why we let the DM talk. Himself. <laughs> Convince yes. yourself, Kristen, convince yourself. Yeah, <laughs> convince myself. Uh, with an 18, uh, most people around the table do seem to nod. You get a few questions from the Archpriestess Lauren and a few from Odell as well, but she's Solara and with pointing out like the using the arm as a prop and sort of explaining some of the fights she went through does manage to convince everyone in the room. It seems your little lie has settled and everyone is quite impressed with the group's work this evening. Yeah, anyone watching Tommy's going to see him with a face like a slapped ass at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all seem a little bit more confident in what's about to go down in the city. So, bonus points for everyone. Yay! Okay, so how I'm going to do this? I'm not going to sort of have myself talk to myself for the next 20 minutes. Why so not? Gonna... That's why I signed up for this pod. Yeah, all well, too late. <laughs> uh, Plus, well, there's too many voices here, and you'd never be able to tell who who was saying what. So, <laughs> well, don't, don't so, sell your voice acting short here, Cookson. You can. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
here's how it's going to work. What Oman is going to do is he's going to walk out around the table. He's going to pull out a map of the city, and he's basically going to explain to everyone the plan. And for the sake of you players, I'm going to explain the bullet points and what's important. Okay. So what he is going to say is, at the moment, they have managed to infiltrate Lieutenant Ashar and a few members of the revolution into the city guard. And by doing so, with help from Heinrich managing to requisition some items, they have been able to plant numerous powder kegs within the city barracks that are spread throughout the city. Oh, so okay. they are going to be the signal for the revolution to kick off. They will set these powder kegs off and hopefully cause enough damage to the city guard that they will be in complete disarray at the, at the kickoff, leaving them able to start moving troops throughout the city and get the citizens a bit more confident in what's going to go down, because they have done well in uh, spreading agitation, but it's always a, an extra push and step to get people from being upset with the current goings-on to picking up arms and marching to the streets. But it has been relatively positive on that front. In addition to this, when this sort of signal goes off, he looks to the, um, the mages of the temple to take up the next step, which is to destroy the southern, eastern, and northern city gates in an attempt to stop the army from being able to return. Leaving which one? Uh, there will be a, a smaller western gate will still be open, but okay. the army would have to go basically the longest way around to get there. Okay. So the intent here is to not completely cripple the city, but to get it to a point that if Kren is able to send for reinforcements, you guys have as much time as possible to not have to deal with them. Cool. Um, in addition to this, the reason why the Temple of Tempest will be important is that they are going to send clerics amongst the soldiers and across the citizens, essentially being able to bolster them, and they're going to set up various triage stations throughout the city to make sure that this revolution does not just end quickly with a bunch of dead civilians. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next okay. stage of the things will be taking care of the nobles themselves. The uh, revolution is going to basically cause a ruckus outside the, um, the the noble houses, which is going to draw out as many of their their noble guards as possible. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, the watchers are going to start infiltrating the noble houses and killing off or capturing the nobles themselves. Ooh, Ooh. they're not just going to watch. No. Lovely. They work on the theory that some of the nobles may escape, but this will at least keep them out of the fight completely. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay. Um, and the final stage of all of this is basically... A lot of this is going to happen simultaneously, so this is why they're planning it now and getting everyone coordinated. But the final mm -hmm. stage of all this is they're going to make it look like the citizens are marching on the palace in an attempt to break through the doors, break through the gates, and overthrow them by force. But that's essentially going to be a distraction. While okay. the... Basically, an assassination team will be sneaking into the palace to kill Kren, cut the head off the snake and watch it flail and die, essentially. Obviously, as you can probably tell from this plan, time is going to be of the essence. The moment Kren knows something's going on, he's going to start sending for the army, sending for the illuminated, but luckily they will be out of the picture. But it's not going to be easy, and you're going to have to get in there and end this as quickly as possible. Okay. Right. So, as you can probably guess, and I assume Rogar would probably want to volunteer for anyway. Orman has in mind that you guys will be the ones sneaking into the palace to kill Kren. Yeah. 
um, you will get some support from other people who you've helped um, pull together as part of this revolution as well, so you will not be alone. Okay. And on top of that, for the assassination team, Orman, um, he walks around to your guys' side of the table and he opens up this pouch that he's got on his belt and he pulls out four syringes, each of them with this um, bright red liquid in it. And he puts it out in front of you all and he goes, this, uh, this liquid is quite special. It is something it was quite difficult to get a hold of and I've been saving it for just the right moment and I believe... The most important part of all of this will be killing Kren and putting an end to it as quickly as possible. So, I have acquired for you Red Fae. What this essentially does is restores you to, well, almost full vitality and helps you recover when all else may seem lost. The only warning I give is that it takes a little time to work its way into your bloodstream. So, from a um, mechanics point of view, Mm-hmm. What Red Fay does is it takes one minute to take effect. Okay. So it takes all that minute to kind of work its way into your system. You will gain half of your maximum health back. So whatever your maximum health is, take yep. half that number and add it to your current current health up to maximum. Okay. Oh, up to maximum. So yes, yeah. it doesn't give you temporary okay. HP. It takes you back to okay. so if you're if you have eighty health and you're down at sixty, it'll yeah. put you back up to eighty. Okay. Okay. It will restore half of your spell slots, and you may allocate those as you see fit. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. And it will restore any short rest ability. Ooh. That's really good for you guys. Yeah, it is. And for you, for your spell slots. Spell slots, yes. Short rest, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, this doesn't affect any magical items you may have that are short rest related, but this is basically... It's like a massive shot of adrenaline is what this is going to do for you. Awesome. Cool. Can we get this in real life? <laughs> if only. <laughs> I think it's just called like five hour energy, isn't it? For loco. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's it's fine. It does that. I'm guessing there's like a um is there some kind of after effects of it? Like do you crash or take a point of exhaustion or anything afterwards, or is it just clean? Uh, at the end of the day, you will take a point of exhaustion from using it, and he does warn you all not to take it twice. Oh. Else he can't be certain of what the consequences might be if you inject yourself twice with it within, like, 12 hours. That seems seems reasonable. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to <laughs> Double up. <laughs> uh, you don't know what'll happen, and ne- neither does he. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Fair think enough. We- Probably best steer clear. Yeah. Right. So, so I have a question. Certainly. Is my father and the and the court back? As far as you know, you don't know. I mean, Rogar was there the other day, and they weren't. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, plus... do you want to give any particular warnings about House Landrin? Because they did mention Asat trying to assassinate all the nobles. Mm. Yeah, I'm just going to warn them that my father is very powerful, and um, from what. Rogar and and Tommy told me is that he can sense is it spells is it away yeah. from his base is it ones that are performed near the house it's you know, so within a five mile radius really radius, yeah, yeah f- five mile radius it is he can of he him can, 
of him, he knows yeah. any spell that is cast and where it was cast. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think that's pretty pretty. Yeah. You need to watch and, out and for him. Most people in the city, but also don't forget your um your childhood best friend. Yes, even because even if he's not there, he uh, he will be. Yeah. So that Marcel is definitely there. Um, I'm not too sure if the others are back yet, or if my father is back yet. Um, yeah, he's he's a dangerous motherfucker. But he wasn't there tonight, was he, Tommy, at the t at the palace? So, so it could probably back you up. Hopefully, yeah, that's true. He wasn't. So, even if we do take out all the nobles, if he's not there, we might have a second fight on our hands. Yeah, I wouldn't fancy coming up against him without, like, from what you guys have said. Anyway, he killed Rogar. Well, uh, one of his minions did. I'd say, don't explain it as that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like he didn't he didn't kill him, but like he almost did. He might as well have done. <laughs> he almost died, but he didn't. Yeah, it's kind of like it's difficult to explain, but basically, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't fuck with Marcel. Seems like a yeah. right twat. Um, as you guys explain this, I'll say Lauren would be probably be the one to speak up. So, um, as she looks over to you all as you're explaining the years, uh, yes, I am. Um, Vaguely aware of Maximilian's more dangerous cohorts, and according to you, he himself is almost more dangerous than all of them. Perhaps then we should exercise caution in House Lendrin. Yeah. Maybe if we leave them alone, if he's not even there, he won't see any worth returning to the city. Yeah, I'll be up for that. As I say, it, it's 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 hard to say that he won't see any worth in returning just because. I get the impression he values his things. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not backing up Kren at the moment. I mean, Kren called up a big, powerful meeting and he just fucked off out the he's city. Trying to, he seems to be trying to stay out of it. So yeah. there, there, that there, doesn't make him a goodie, though. No, I just, I just, if if he doesn't want to be in this fight, let's not bring him in. Yeah, we, we've got, exactly. We've got, we've got enough to deal with right now. But if, if anyone wants to um, kill his jester, that that's fine with me. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be a bit difficult, I would imagine, but... Yeah. Well, I don't know, we've got some pretty fucking powerful people in this room. I sort of give a nod around, like, you know, being generous here. You're all fairly powerful people. If if you could see through Rogar's helmet, he's raising an eyebrow. <laughs> you know. Does he have eyebrows anymore? Got, got, got an arch priestess. You know. Yeah. Well, I will be with some of my mages in destroying the northern gate and making certain that the army cannot return but perhaps we take the path of least resistance with house landrin if as you say he was not here tonight there's a reasonable chance he still won't be here tomorrow if what? he is also wait a minute wait a minute tomorrow you're shitting me right from everything you've said it seems time is of the essence if kren is going to be installing these pacification obelisks and marching on the city with these strange guards and if we currently have the illuminated on the run then yes i would say as soon as possible so at what time are we talking tomorrow because uh, i've got a fight on <laughs> um when you say that uh korath kind of looks and goes well think about that mate uh i uh was hearing just our talk that uh ticket sales have been a bit down you know because um apparently 
people don't really want to go watch a fight when they're getting round up in the streets. Bastards. Uh, yeah. well, as, as long as Jess R. King's not going to be pissed off because I want my payday. No, don't worry, mate. I uh, I had a bit of a word with him, you see, and, uh, well, I kind of made him think that if we uh, held off a few days, not saying any particular reason, but maybe he'd get a bit of a bigger crowd, I don't know. Maybe arrange some sort of celebration. Get, uh, get most of the city in there. And, you know, the man, he smelled money. Uh, fair play. As long as I don't have to do the fight as well as this other fight. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I think we can go sort that. Don't, don't you worry about it. I think uh, your, uh, your uh, eminence kind of nods towards uh, Lauren because he has no idea how he's supposed to address her. <laughs> I, um, I think you might have a point that sooner rather than later is... Uh, the thing we should be focusing on. It's just we we pissed off um, Jazar last time by not turning up to something. Just yeah, but I mean, if if Cora Fear says it's all right, then yeah, 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 all right. yeah. I'll take his word for it. He kind of tips his glass to you guys, which is still the entire bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yes, going to say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. With that discussed, then, so you're going to basically tell the revolution to avoid House Landrin for the time being. Yeah, but if they do see them like coming at them at the gates or whatever, then I mean, if, if they if they could lay the smack down on some of the ones we don't like, then great. But otherwise, yeah, probably not worth it. Okay. Yeah, I'm just worried that they're going to like turn up halfway through. I mean, we're not going to not attack them if they're against us, but yeah, not sort of head. Yeah, just not go out of our way. To fight him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, with that set up, is there any um, anything in particular you want to have the revolutionaries change or add to the plan? This is kind of your time to offer any guidance you may have learned while fighting through the city. So, you want us on this uh, this assassination team? Get that. Um, do we get to pick our own team? Um, and if you know someone that we can trust at this stage, certainly, but. I believe the temples will be... Well, not the temples, actually. Um, I believe we have a few volunteers already from among the revolution who will be joining. Here we go. Um, the, the watcher, who's been sort of quiet up to this point, kind of raises her finger and goes, I believe the mistress is happy for me to follow along with you all. Well, fair enough. More the merrier. I give her a wink. Um... <laughs> Emmerich actually raises his hand and goes, Look, I, um, I don't know how much use I can be in a fight at the moment. Perhaps I'll feel a little better about it tomorrow, but right now I'm exhausted and frankly malnourished. But I've been thinking what you said tonight about what they're doing to the city guard and to the palace guard. I... I know the men I served with wouldn't be happy about that. They were good people once, and I can't see that they want to get turned into these crystal monstrosities and serve Kren without another word said in their name again. If I can go along with you all, if you can get me a path to the barracks, I think I can... I think I can convince the palace guard Step back. What happens if you're a doppelganger, though? I think that's probably the guy we're going to have to go through for that plan to succeed. I mean, you'll be invaluable in 
knowing where to go in the palace and where to seek Kren out. That, that, that's not up for discussion. Um, but yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to kill, how Rogar is going to kill you that isn't actually you. Hey, I could kill him. Why Rogar? Because Rogar wants to kill him. There's, he's a big, angry dragon born. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. All right. Yeah, you can kill him. <laughs> Rogar just sat listening to you both like, I was going to do it anyway. sure I'm going after Kren anyway. <laughs> not going to argue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, surely, surely you want to kill the guy who killed your dad as well. I want to kill them all, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Kren's the important one. Okay. Eyes on the prize, yeah? Exactly. Well, the way I see it is, that guy, whoever he is, is going to be trying to stop you guys getting to Kren anyway. At least if you can keep him distracted, I can make sure that the rest of the palace guard don't also get in your way. You might have to cope with however many of these things he's created, but I have to imagine if they're new, there can't be that many of them yet. Well, let's fucking hope not, because those things looked a bit, you know, a bit too tasty, if you know what I mean. Right, so those pacification orbs things, they're not out there yet, are they? He said it, did did he say that they were fully ready to deploy them, or were they just prototyping? No, he, he had that one, and the Illuminated were preparing to install the others, but we've wiped them out, so he probably doesn't have those. Okay, that's good. No, I, I wouldn't say he's got them out yet, but I think if we yeah leave it any longer... If we left it too long, then the Illuminated have to come back, basically. Yeah, so... I think... And we are assuming it was via distance that because cause Tom started feeling okay again, didn't he? After he moved away from the crystal. Yeah, he did. But So we know he's got at least one of them, prob- probably somewhere in the palace. So... If we... not on him. If not on yeah. him, so we got to keep it was something that we need to nearby. shoot at. Yeah, stay, stay, stay clear of if we can. So we've got three temples. Tempus, we're going to send out the, the clerics. Yeah. Deal people. Um, Lauren's going to go for one of the... The gates. Gates. Yeah. What about... So, but, so the other two temples are doing two other gates. So north, south, and east... One has one temple. No, so each. the mages are going to be taking care of the gates. All, oh, okay. all three of them. Okay. The oh, right, clerics okay. are going along with the trained forces and the civilians to make sure that they're not taking too many losses in the field. Okay. Yeah. And we're, oh, the, cool. um, we're the strike team. We're going to get so, all, the gl- all the glory. So, what's the Temple of Kalimbor doing? Healing. Help, helping with the gates and healing and stuff. Right. Okay. Okay. So they're just going along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. If you can find them, because I haven't seen them around. Well, we've got one of them. <laughs> yeah, we've got the big boss man. And I can't an arm. We've, got, we've got two of his homies as well. Don't forget I'll pick them up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so the strike team is basically us three, us four, sorry, and the lady watcher. And the guard, ca- the guard captain. And Emmerich. Emmerich. And anyone else? Karth, what are you doing? Did you ask that, sorry? Korath? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Korath kind of shrugs and goes, you know what, I was going to go along with whoever. I can uh, join you on the strike team if you fancy it. Yeah, I can't on, see any harm. Yeah. We don't want too many people, but we want people who can fight. 
No, we need loads of NPCs. <laughs> um, what, what, what are NPCs, Sophia? <laughs> People that could die. Lorenzo's going to nod and she'll go, um, I should be able to spare a mage as well. Cool. That'd be handy. Okay. So that will be the strike team. Anything else you guys want to discuss with them at the moment? Yeah. What exactly? T- what? Oh, yeah. So we're just going to wait for the big bangs to start. Yes. So Oman kind of stands up and goes, Yes. So the signal will be the powder kegs exploding. My intent with this was to begin early morning. I already have a majority of people in the correct positions. What we'll need is the strike team to be at the entrance to the palace, the secret one that you discovered, Tommy. When the explosions go off, I need you to head through that tunnel and head directly to the palace as quickly as you can. Yeah, so I'm thinking we come out in the guest suites, right inside the main complex. Fortunately, me and Solara can both see, so you guys can just follow us. That's oh, cool, we'd have to I don't bump into shit. fancy breaking my nose again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, while I was on the um, the really important mission last night, um, a really important real mission last night. Wait, wait, wait! Next day on the real A. Yeah, just just saying, you know, it was a, a real mission. Um, <laughs> yeah, I so there's two two exits. Obviously, the one down in the prisons, which I think probably not the best place to be breaking out of, unless it's next to the guards because like matey wants to go see the guards he does but but the pri- the prison's still under the under the palace it's not under the barracks is it yeah and also so... and also the um the prison itself i mean that's they know people got in there because yeah. ah, these fuckers yeah. got, got yeah so it's more likely to be quite heavily guarded and they'd be prepared yeah. for shit to go down there whereas i heard people following me upstairs but they might have just gone, hmm, must have been the wind when they saw there was no one about. So, you know, as guards are wont to do. Yeah. Lazy fuckers. Sounds good then. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. I'm cool with this. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to know? Um, I guess is there any more detail we need to know about what everyone else is doing? The main, is the main army, where are they going up? The um, like, Are they going up the main street towards oh. the palace? Here you go. How do, how do you how do you want us to display that we've killed Kren? Because there has to be a signal to come out to you guys, so, surely. Now, I mean, I'd I'd like to parade it around on a spike personally. I mean, we we, we could it's just, head. This is yeah. We could just like get out onto balcony with a head and just like yeet it off into the crowd or something. Just but, <laughs> uh, um, you know that the palace has like uh, various banners that hang off its walls. If you wanted to set fire to one of those, that'd probably be a good. Uh, Good way to show the the uh, the revolutionaries that the palace has fallen. Mm. Okay, okay, I can do that. Sounds Out of cute. character, Tommy. Well, Matt. Yeah. Tommy. Um, yeah. did you want to save Cran? Have you told well, us about the madness? I haven't. No. Are uh, you going to keep uh, that to yourself? I well, I feel I thought we established that he had because we uh, spoke to Alistair about it. Oh, yes. Well, I've told you guys about it. I've told everyone in the Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. So um, whether or not you want to bring that up now. That's entirely up to you. But either way, I do plan on uh, skull fucking Kim to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, Literally I'm... fucking his skull. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. See, um... Arahana Dell might be able to save him. 
Well, no. Well, well, we could ask the Arahar about if if Tommy was to bring it up, we could ask Arahar about this fateful mission that he yeah. went on. Yeah. I mean, how would we know about that? We've heard it f- f- through the grapevine. Um, yeah, did, just... no, didn't we hear it from her? The, oh, we the... did. Yes, yeah, but we, we don't. Did, yeah. Well, yes, and do you, you really want to her. mention her name? Yeah. Don't oh, mention we her name. To no, that's true. No. Um, I mean, the th- thing Tommy's thinking at the moment um, is he doesn't really want to bring it up. Sort of, Rogar's, Rogar kind of knows that it's possible, but I don't really want to bring it up as if we're contemplating it as an option in front of Rogar. Yeah, might, he might kick off. Yeah, well, exactly. I don't want to kind of play my hand. Not not that I'm necessarily deciding to do it, but if there's an opportunity, I might go down that route. Yeah. Um, but You're trying to be I, sensitive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing my cards a little bit close to my chest because there's also a lot of questions as to why I can suddenly remove madness from people, which yeah. I don't really want to have to answer. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a good thing. Wh- wh- why can I do something that nobody else in this room can do? You yeah. don't know that. I'm well... pretty, I'm pretty sure if anyone else could have done it, they might have tried to do it. To yeah, that's now. true. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So that's entirely up to you. I just thought I'd remind you that. You I'm were not, I'm contemplating. Not sh- yeah, I'm. I am contemplating it, but I'm also not sure that anyone in this room can. It's worth me. It's worth. It's worth the risk of telling them for anything they could possibly do to help me with it. I already know that I could potentially do it. Yeah. I, what What can they do to help with that? They're not on the strike team, so yeah. Yeah. But fair yes. Enough. But, but yes. Um. You know. Good. Good to remind like the audience and myself as well that that is something that you might do. It is. It is something that I might spare at the moment. Yes, but okay. I've just been mulling it over that it's something that I could possibly do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, it's not something that I would concern myself with, or because I, in my head, Rodar's going to kill him because the very first day I met him, he went to the palace to try and kill him. Yeah. Yeah, he and did. I, and there's not really much of a reason for Tommy to stop no. Rodar no. from killing him, but. Before Rogar kills him, if we have a non-insane Samuel Crenn, we might be able to discuss things with him. But yeah. We'll see. We right. shall see. See if you get that opportunity. I mean, Rogar can still skull fuck him to death when he's sane. That Rogar <laughs> might enjoy that more because you know. <laughs> Literally, that's all I can see now. Everyone just, just cool. let's, let's let's all just take a moment and just imagine. <laughs> A dragon-born ghoul skull-fucking anything. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. But the, the, you know, the, 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 the great leader of the city in some ceremonial <laughs> robes and armour, looking very yeah. grand and imperious. Yeah, probably with, um, with um, a bone crown on and yep. a yellow cape. Yep. Yep. So I just, just I hope everyone had that lovely mental picture. Now we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> That's getting cut in post, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We shall see. (laughs) Right, so we're all happy with the plan. I want to go to sleep. What, actually on pod or in real life? Both. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think a long rest is a good idea. Yeah, because Rogue, is it the same day as... No, no, no. Oh. We've rested, haven't we? We have rested. No, we have not. Well, no, you went out 
you had a rest, but then you went out and got killed. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That was a day. That this is all one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and that's and that. You did that while we were resting. You were out getting killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damas. Hey, you got a sword and a book and freaky deaky skin and a third eye. Fourth eye. Yeah, fourth. So, there's nothing else you guys want to add? To the, uh... <laughs> Random tangent, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So then, if that is the case, I mean, they will chat for a while, talking the sort of minute details of where they're going to station things. You get a rough idea that the revolutionaries' forces do contain some basic siege equipment. They've managed to repurpose a few ballista and a bunch of battering rams, which is what they're going to make the attempt on the palace look quite real with as part of the distraction. Um, they're hoping for quite a good turnout from the citizens, like in this sort of fifty to 60,000 range in terms of taking to the streets. How effective any of those people will be, that's you know up in the air, but at least it will... I mean, the tensions in the city, people are ready for a revolution, so this is not a fake overthrowing. It's just... They're putting more plot, uh, more uh, thought and planning into it other than let's all just run at the palace. Okay. Makes sense. And uh, they have roughly about 3,000 trained revolutionaries, i.e. people that they have armor and weaponry for. So that's going to be the main bulk of the city forces. And then obviously the watchers, the mages, and the clerics will be doing their best to intermingle. I wonder where Steve's going to be. Not involved. You don't know. Uh, okay. Hopefully, just sitting in a little hole, shitting in like a bucket, and crying himself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh dear. I mean, mm. you know, hopefully. Ah <laughs> uh, well, maybe we'll find out. Anyway, if that is you done, and there's nothing else you guys want to add or interacting with these characters, that will be the meeting, and you can all go home and get a long rest for yes. the revolution starts on the morrow. Oh, shit. Oh, just, just a quick question to everyone. Sorry, before we go. Have you, you've not hired any kind of like mercenaries or anything who, and I'm going to describe the mercenaries who kidnapped Sophia? Oh, Reinhold and... Um, yeah. Authors. I can't remember his name. Yes. Yeah. Um, people are just going to sort of shake their heads with that and uh, Oman will look at you guys and go... Uh, no, the only uh, mercenaries that we've had are yourselves. Oh, that's good, yeah. Because I didn't want to be on the same side as them and then murder them in front of you all, so... Yeah, no worries, <laughs> then. Right, I'm going to fuck off now, then. <laughs> you all split up. Um, Emmerich and Halson and his clerics are going to go off together, and they're going to stay at the Temple of Tempest tonight, and they will... Well, Emmerich will come meet you guys in the morning at the... Um, entrance route to the palace, as will the other members of the strike team. They're going to be there bright and early, so if you guys go home and go straight to sleep, that should work out about right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Right. So, yeah, you all head home, and you go to sleep, resting on the eve of the revolution. And, well, I would say Rogar probably has a relatively peaceful sleep for once, as his main goal is finally within sight. (laughs) (laughs) or is it (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, you do have, um, as you're drifting off, you can almost hear Eclipse whispering to you, but you can't really make out words. It feels like just this mutual knowledge that tomorrow, tomorrow there will be a lot of bloodshed. And you're both quite happy about that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, Sophia, I mean, I don't know if you sleep easy, but whether you're slightly nervous that Maximilian may return and fuck up all these plans, but it's... Uh... Nah, a little bit, but uh, I think I had enough whiskey to drown it out. Okay, and Tommy, you go to sleep and you dream. But you always dream, because you've been having the same dream night after night ever since your encounter with the King in Yellow. That same dream that sees you stood between two worlds, one all nice, bright and sunny, and the other a horrifying hellscape with bones littering the ground like grass, with flesh and bile and gore just spotted about like flowers within this horrifying world. and. As always, you approach a tree, at least a tree that appears in one land to be just a regular large oak tree, but in the other appears to be made of bodies that have been stitched and sewn together. And on that tree, you see bodies hanging. And every time you've come here so far, every time this dream has happened, you've been unable to make anyone out. You just see these bodies that are all deceased, but from various forms of attacks and damage. But now as they kind of pass your vision, one of them seems to take form, and it's the body that is horribly brutalized and covered in slashes and bite marks and has just been torn to shreds. And as you pass that body, you recognize Samuel Krenn. Hmm. And then, as usual, you awake in the morning. Interesting. Was he dead? What, Kren? As far as you could tell. Yep, okay. I'm guessing so. He didn't look very healthy. No. <laughs> I mean, he was hanging from a tree of corpses. He wasn't doing great. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just, just double-checking. Uh-huh. So, I take it you all do your regular morning preparations and then go straight to strike team entry point. I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll do my prayer as well, but just before I leave... Uh, can I just go see how Sven's body's looking downstairs? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's aged and a bit rotten, and uh, I mean, you you jerk eat some of it, so you know, uh, bits of it have been salted and uh, preserved. But yeah, it's it's not doing great. Well, I, might, I, might, I might take a few couple couple of pieces of jerky. You know, have have, have a bit of a munch on my way around. Okay, are you doing that now? Are you eating now or uh, on on the on on the walk? On the walk. Okay. Yeah. So, unless anything else you guys want to do, you'll well, I'll do my prayers. And, yeah, prepare the the spells for today. Sure. So, yeah, Sophia. I mean, you kind of pray for the first time, and yeah, this is new to you because you, you. I mean, you've not had chance to really speak with Halson. No. Kind of weird. Yeah, you do your best to kind of stumble through some basic prayers that you heard once or twice when you were younger, and. You do feel this sense of calm wash over you, and you feel just almost like a cloak of divine energy seems to fall upon you for a moment, and you feel restored and renewed. Hey, Clemvor, it's me, Sophia. Yeah, we haven't spoken in a while, but... <laughs> just call to Thanks. say hello. Stop listening in! 
So, Rogar, then, as you're all walking to the strike team and you're eating some jerky, I take it you're intending to activate your ghoul ability? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, uh, I would say for Sven, so this is something new with that has come with Rogar's race change, is that if a body has been left to decay for a while, he can eat it and gain an insight. And that insight is uh, decided by me, or he can try to guess it otherwise if he's trying to get a specific one. But in this case, I mean, Sven was just a general NPC, so I'm just going to give a specific one to you that would make sense for him. Yep. And that essentially gives him proficiency in that particular skill. Just for the day, or? Uh, permanently, but he can only ever have three at a time. Okay. Yeah, it's quite a good ability, but obviously it depends on bodies. <laughs> and <laughs> the more... Yeah, to explain to you guys and to our listeners, uh, the more powerful the person was, the more you may gain from them. But uh, a general person who's just been... that you could dig out of a grave or whatever isn't going to give you too much. So I'll say for Sven, he would give you proficiency in sleight of hand because he was a servant and he would have to balance plates and move uh, things in and out, you know, pick up glasses, all that sort of thing. And I would say that is kind of covered by sleight of hand. Yeah, cool. Something for nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. It's, so, I think it's quite cool. Yeah, so just keep track of what you're getting these proficiencies from, because remember, you can only have three. So, yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah, thank you very much. Sure. So you guys head across the city, and you go to the meeting point, and you find people already there waiting for you. You see the Watcher steps out of the shadows and kind of nods to you all, and you didn't even notice she was there until she made herself known. But you see two other people. One of them, Koreth, is kind of leaning up against the wall, not really trying to be stealthy, but he's stood there with his massive two-handed greatsword, and in this kind of... It still kind of looks like gladiator armor, but he's um, trying his best not to stand out more than this massive dude already does. <laughs> and you see one more man. Pew... Rather unfortunately, you recognize as oh, Dora. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, shit. Play nice. As he sees you all approach, he looks so unhappy to be here. <laughs> Send him on. Hello, mate. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, great. It is you lot. Oh, can we just get this over with? I have. Many books to read today, and this revolution nonsense is just going to get in the way. Sure we can. Yeah, no trouble. And I'm going to give him a nice big hearty slap on the back. <laughs> yeah, you do that, and he almost drops his staff. And he's like, oh, come on, let's get this over with. And he kind of pushes the door open, and I take it you guys step inside and start making your way through to the palace. As, as, as we do that, I'm just going, to, um, just going to try and catch the eye of the Watcher. Mm-hmm. Right? And without Megastore and seeing, I'm just going to sort of mouth, this guy's a wanker, and do the wanker. <laughs> uh, from behind, like, the sort of half mask that she wears, you, you see she kind of raises an eyebrow and just sort of nods, like, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as you open the door, you see um, Emmerich is sat inside as well, kind of already waiting for you guys. He's uh, he's dressed in um, kind of basic armor, like they've been able to sort of scavenge for him that kind of fits his size, like just some basic leather gear. He's got a sword and a shield that sort of looks basic as well, but he's at least recovered enough to be able to possibly defend himself to a certain degree. Do we have anything for him? 
Well, I was about to ask this question. Um, do you want me to give him the glaive for now? How many times have you given that? I gave it to Steve, didn't I? No, <laughs> yeah. It's got, a, it's got a history. Yeah. It's got a history of guys like fucking up with it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say this. Emmerich's plan is literally to fuck off and talk to the guards. So if it might be more of a case of just protecting him or if you want to give him something that kind of helps him get there. It's up to you. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bequeath him an item that I've carried around with me since one of our very, very early episodes. Hmm. Actually, right. I'm going to gift him a guard captain's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I say, um, I think you might look more the part wearing this, mate. He takes it off. You and kind of like looks at it for a moment and goes, huh. I've been a long time since I wore one of these. And he, and he puts it on. He kind of actually seems quite grateful. Yeah, no worries, Is just... there still blood on it? Just don't tell him a little bit on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> just don't don't say how I got it. All right. I'll um, say he he looks a little bit more like you remember him looking now, Rogar, because he's managed to have a bit of a shave and he's kind of tied his hair back, so he looks more familiar now. And it kind of rankles a little bit, but at least you know it's reasonably odds that this wasn't the man that killed your dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Tommy. Have you still got that torsaline? I do. Just yeah. just saying. Like, heads up that you've got that shit. We've got some potions that we probably should have got identified, but we did not, so fuck it. Um, I'll say if you pass them to Megas Doran, he would probably have to tell you what they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's a potion, cloudy green fluid. I believe that was a potion of... Um, I believe it was a potion of enlarge. Let me double-check my notes. Potions. This is a problem when you guys grab shit and then take months to look up what it is. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Just testing you, Cookson. Just testing yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do. See, I yes, take notes. Uh, I expect you to take notes. <laughs> uh, this one specifically was the potion of growth. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, basically, you gain the enlarge effect from the enlarge reduce spell for 1d4 hours, no concentration required. Basically, for uh, from a mechanics point of view, it makes you one size larger. I think it triples your weight or quadruples your weight. And uh, you add, I think, 1d4 to any damage you do. At least I think it's Ooh. for melee damage anyway, but we can check that at Tommy the time. might like that, actually, for going against the I can I can do, a, um, do an Ant-Man to Giant-Man yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And... There's another potion, yellow, black swirls. Yes, the other potion that he uh, takes a look at and kind of swirls around a little bit and goes, oh my, um, this is a potion of speed. Ooh. Ooh. You gain the effects of the haste spell. Ooh. Oh man, if only Jeff was here. <laughs> I don't know, I think Tommy can benefit quite well from that as well. Yeah, Wait a minute, yeah, which one was Jeff? The monk. Uh, the monk. Oh, yeah. Eight hits per turn. Yeah. It was fucking ridiculous. He, he <laughs> took that Hydra down, man. That was insane. <laughs> right, okay, cool. So that's um, what you've got. Plus the syringes as well to restore yourselves. Yeah, yes. and then there's a greater healing potion, which this is all what we gave to Tommy when he was going through the palace. 
uh, we had a greater healing, potion of invisibility, potion of mind reading, and potion of divinity, and potion of mage's blood, which is Rogar's. Those are the drugs, not potions. Oh, sorry, yeah, drugs, yeah. Yeah, I have none okay. of those. Hang well, on. I would say you we will want to divvy these things out now before things start. Right, who wants So that what? you're the person who can use them if combat comes. Uh, just so you know, for the Potion of Speed, when you drink this potion, you gain the effects of the Haste spell for one minute, no concentration required. Um, uh, shotgun that. Okay. Um, 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 let me have a look at what I've actually got on me. So you probably get the Mage's Blood. I've got that and the Divinity, I think. You think? Yeah, go on, I'll have them both. Okay. Uh, I will take the Greater Healing. Ooh. And Tommy, do you want them? Well, you don't really need the invisibility, do you? Um, I can I can hide pretty well, but nothing is hiding like invisibility. Yeah, she could if 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 shit goes south, she can go invisible. Yeah. Oh, did she cast invisibility on herself? Did she have that spell? Um, I actually don't remember. Let me double check her spell list. I think she doesn't. Okay, then she can have it. Otherwise, there's not much point, is there? <laughs> Yeah, she does yeah, not have invisibility. She gets, the, she gets hit, and she gets hit hard. Yeah, so she could just a... fuck off. Spell. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I've got a potion of growth already. Okay. Um, so somebody else can take that. I was going to take that. Right, that's fine. But I also have a potion of hill giant strength, but my strength is already 21. Oh, gosh, you are strong. So I might as well give that to somebody to make theirs 21. I'll take that. Okay, so you take that. So, Potion of Hill Giant Strength, one hour for, and it gives you strength 21. Cool. Nice. So, are you writing that down? Yes. Um, one other question. My mm -hmm. sword can learn a spell. It can. Um, well, it's more, it's more of a metagame question. Do you want me to teach it Dimension Door or Fireball? You're asking us, not Cookson. Uh, well, anybody can answer, but Cookson knows what's going to happen, whereas you guys don't. So I'm guessing <laughs> Cookson won't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, fireball's always handy if you want yeah. to do damage. Um, but, Dimension Door is another nice get the fuck out of here spell. And yeah, it only takes you 500 feet though. But it's like if we're on top, of, it's like if you're on top of the palace and you kill Kren and you want to get out of there, then you know before. You get rushed by guards or something. Five hundred feet down to the bottom. Boom. Uh, is that how how many people can go through that? Uh, One person and someone smaller than you if you're holding them, or okay. same sight and smaller than you, I believe. Yeah, but if Dependor? I was, to... I'm guessing Major Doran could do fireball. I'm sure he probably can, but um... and Solara does fireball. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just thinking that obviously because we don't know what's happening. No. Um. I mean, so much so is fireballs useful all the time. Dimension doors more slightly more situational, but at the same time, it's the situations when you really need it. And we yeah. do have two other people, I presume, who yeah. can cast fireballs. You, 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 well, yeah, but you could. I mean, you could still ca you could still cast it from the scroll. It's just that in it, basically, if my sword eats the spell scroll, which mm. is the way it's described, then I've lost the spell scroll. From, you know, until so if I change the spell that it knows, that's it. Yes, but do you remember a spell scroll is one use only? Yeah. 
But yeah, if but the sword eats it, then does it only one use? So it said the sword can reuse it as many times. Yes, that's want. the benefit yeah. of using the sword instead of using it as a spell scroll. Exactly. So what we might we're more likely to need to use Dimension Door once. Yeah. And but he's always going to have it multiple times. I mean, that's yeah. It's a it's a tough call. <laughs> but do you remember the sword can only use it once per day? Yeah. So. I say Dimension Door. All right. Okay. Because we could always change it to fireball some other time. Yeah. I'll make a note. Is there any more um, potions or drugs we need to be out? No, just saying that, Tommy, you still got the horn of Gondor, right? I do, yes. Would you like to We're just it? reset. It has, yeah. The horn, well, the horn of Silent Alarm I haven't used for... Oh, no, you didn't use it, did you? No. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, that's, that's still hanging about... I mean, hell, I can I can use the Horn of Silent Alarm. I probably should have told them about that. <laughs> oh, well. I should have probably given someone um, the other side of the Sending Stone. Yeah, it's a lot of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but never mind. We're here. Yeah, um. fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, you're all sat in this abandoned house, and, you know, it's very quiet, very tense. None of you are really talking, because you've all got cut that kind of... It's not even so much nervousness of, but it's like the storm's about to come and you can feel it in the air and everyone's just kind of a little bit silent as you all make your preparations and you kind of contain your thoughts. And then 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, time just seems to tick on and it seems like it's being dragged out forever until you hear the first explosion. And then the second explosion, and the third, and the fourth. And you know the city is already ablaze. And it's time to move. All right, then, boys and girls, up and at them. Let's get right, this lead show the way. On the road. Or should we get someone that can actually see lead the way? Well, you're all going to parallel down in there, and at least two of you can see in the dark. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll show them the way to actually get in, and then we'll all, I think we'll let someone like Rogar lead the way. Okay. You all go down into the secret corridor that leads all the way to the palace and you run as fast as you can, all of you together to try get to Kren as soon as possible. And you said you're going to go up to the guest room? Yeah, I think that makes the most sense, unless anybody has any reason not to. No. No, no, I don't object to that. Okay. So you go up to the guest rooms and open it up and you are back inside the palace and even here, you can hear just very, very faint sounds of battle and marching of feet inside the palace. And th- things are already going on in the time it's taking you to run to the palace. But you all crash out of the secret passageway into this big empty guest room. And yeah, is the plan... What's the plan? What are you going for first? What are you going to try to achieve? Is there, is there any point stealthing? I'm going to assume not. Bear in mind, I will roll with disadvantage. I know, but I mean... Me and the Watcher could head up ahead and kind of scout out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm just saying, or, or or should we just all barrel through and just see if we can find Kren? I mean, that's the world I'm thinking. Um, do we want to send Emmerich off to try and? Yeah, well, let's, maybe, let's let's maybe let's, with Cora. Well, no, let's let's try and try and find some guards first. Yeah, okay, yeah. He doesn't need then, to go all the way cause, to cause, the... Because the last thing we want is for him to get murdered by one of those clock... Uh, the, um, fucking 
crystalline guards on his way to finding the real guards. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, let's all stick together. Let's stick together for now. Don't split the party. Golden rule. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, is it is it worth me scouting ahead with um, the Watcher, or should we just barrel on? Um, it, it can't hurt to be stealthy. Okay, um, so I'm going to nod to the Watcher and stealth on up a little bit ahead into the corridor and to see what we can see, basically. Okay, so uh, you can both roll stealth then. Uh, she got a 21. I got a 28. Jesus cool. Christ. So you both sneak on ahead, and as you start making your way out of the guest rooms, you see there's no guards on the door now, and you make your way down the stairs. But as you get towards the bottom of the stairs, you see a host of enemies, and at the far end, you see what looks like the palace guard captain. Oh! Mm. Uh, so what, what, what numbers are we looking at, then? You say a host of enemies. I say about 30 or 40. Okay. And they are all the crystalline knights. Yeah. This is the way to go, is what I'm telling you. Right. Oh. Um, so says you. Um... Well, you guys are ahead of us, yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna send her back to tell you guys, and then right. Um, while you guys are running in, I'm guess I'm gonna try and get a surprise round. Oh, okay. what? Can. We ask some of the spelly kind of people to do some kind of spells and stuff. Yeah, yeah I can tell you're not, you know, a natural magic user. Yeah. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> um, I don't I know. Suppose, what... Um, what what I should say here is there is a host of enemies that you're going to have to break through to get to anywhere, mm. at least from this direction. So this is more going to be more skill-based than anything else. You're not going to have to try fight 30 of these crystalline guards in one go. Okay. Because okay. I'll tell you this, from where you are, if you open fire, you're going to die. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say... Thanks for the warning. That's the, like, the nicest thing you've ever done. Uh, <laughs> you know, occasionally I'm nice. Um, okay. So this is going to be skill-based to, to barrel through them somehow. Think of um, when you guys broke through all the demons that were attacking the city. Yeah. In the uh, one shot we did. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm still going to stay in stealth because I mm -hmm. my, my first action, I think, should be from stealth. I'll send her back to warn the rest of you and I'll basically I'll be waiting to see what you guys do when you come in and then I'll modify my actions to be useful towards Accordingly. that. Accordingly. Yeah. Okay. So as the Watcher will come back up and she'll meet the group of you and go... Uh, it is, uh, seems that we have a bit of a fight ahead of us, but prepare yourselves, but at least one of our goals is in sight. And uh, she will lead you all back towards the stairs, and if we're going to do this, I need you all to roll me some initiatives. I really don't want to do this. Okay. Just on, on for the record. Uh, that's a 15 from Tommy. Six from Sophia. A 10. Oh, no, I get... Um... Advantage. advantage. Oh, so I get a 21. 21. Nice. Okay, cool. So we have Sophia, Rogar, and Doran, Koreth, our Watcher, and then finally, Solara. What she got? Solara with an 8. Cool. So, Sophia, you are up first as you go downstairs. Oh, Tommy, what was your roll? I don't see your roll. Uh, 15. 
I really wish I hadn't rolled with advantage. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So, Sophia, you come to the bottom of the stairs and the group of you kind of appear. And as you look out in front of the corridor, you see um, a man who looks very much like one of the people who stood next to you, except he's in this gleaming golden bronze armor. And he looks at you all as you approach. And he seems slightly surprised. And he's going to bolt and point all of these crystalline guards at you. And they all sort of turn in this almost mechanical fashion start to wordlessly scream and pull out their swords and you go first what do you do fuck do you have um, any area, area of effect spells you could cast uh, damage 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 no is there anything you could shoot with an arrow that might bring something down on top of their heads? Yeah, so do you remember, this is not just, so just to explain for you guys from a mechanics point of view, uh, you may use attacks or you may use skills and describe to me what you want to do to try to get past or destroy these creatures. Right, is there something on the ceiling? Like a chandelier? Yeah, there's a number of light fixtures on the ceiling, ceiling all quite large and grandiose. Do they look... Well, they're going to be large and heavy and shit. I'm going to try and maybe shoot it down to crumple on top of some people. Hopefully on top of the fake captain of the guard. Uh, he's already gone. He's running off. Oh, you're, he's you're trying to clear person. the creatures out of the way. Yeah. Right. So I will attack the chandelier. 25 and 11. 25 hits. 11, you see it uh, cuts straight through one of the chains and it starts to hang slightly, but it's just not good enough. You need to take your second shot at it? Oh, yes. I forgot about that. I'm so rusty. Yeah, there's a lot of talking episodes, not so many combats recently. Ooh, 13. 13, still good enough because you're just trying to hit a stationary object here. Yeah. Um, the second arrow shoots straight through and the chandelier drops crushing the first four of these creatures that were the closest to you guys as you watch the bones just sort of break and snap these crystal shards start going everywhere as they kind of still wordlessly scream at you guys trying to get this chandelier off them but they are damaged beyond repair that's a bit of an entrance yay nice. i'm done okay uh at the end of your turn one of the crystalline guys are going to take a swing at you sophia Oh. And miss. it's a 12, it's a miss. Do a second attack, 15, which is also a miss. That's yeah. fine for you. They, the closest two of them start swinging at you with this uh, crystal-looking sword, and it just slashes and misses. And next up, Tommy. Okay, so where I am, I'm going to try and... I'm just trying to make my way across to kind of go, climb over where the ones under, have been knocked down by the chandelier. So mm -hmm. but as, I'm, as I'm heading over that way, I'm going to get behind the two that are attacking at Sophia. And I'll try and hamstring them as I run past. Okay. So you're doing uh, attacks then? Yeah, so I'm going to do some attacks. Um, I know you said this was a skill change. Yeah, 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 you can attack them outright. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm going to sprint towards basically to try and run over this bit and get a bit closer. But because I'm still in still in stealth up to this point, I'm going to try and 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 I'll get advantage on the first one anyway because I'll be in. Yeah, so I'm just going to attack. So um, with my rapier, trying to hamstring the first one as I run past. So basically, you've got it hanging out from my side at kind of hamstring height. 
Uh, 27. 27. That definitely hits, but with 8 piercing damage, isn't enough to kill this creature, but you do a devastating amount of damage to its leg. And he kind of, like, stumbles forward and washes the knee, sort of snaps in place. Okay, so... Kind of with, with a follow-up on, on the on the backswing, as I cut past, I realised the first hit didn't do enough. So, on the backswing, uh, a 23 and 14 piercing damage. 14, that is good enough to finish this creature off as you come back with the rapier again and just stab straight through its other leg, and its entire lower body sort of cracks and shatters, and they falls to the ground, kind of writhing in this wordless agony. Okay, and because I've not done it yet, and because it's quite cool. Um, with my other hand, I'm going to be holding my pistol, and I'm just going to bring the last rights ever box up to its, yeah, uh, the, the, to, to sort of the brainstem of the other one as I'm going past. Okay. And I'm going to take a shot with the last rights. And I'm going to use a grip point to get advantage on it as well. I will say you would have had a um, sneak attack on that first attack as well, but it wouldn't have been enough to kill it in one. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so the 26. And six piercing damage. Four cool. The last rides fires off and damages this creature and kind of like spins it around and roars at you wordlessly. And at the end of the turn, you're going to take two attacks. An 11, which misses. And 18, you take 10 points of psychic damage, which to you is resisted. Ah. So I take five points of damage. Yes, so this creature swings its sword at you, and the cut doesn't seem deep, but you feel this sort of resonance with all the crystals in its body, and you are just under this pounding headache of psychic assault. But with your mask, it kind of flares up and reduces the damage, and you don't feel too bad, but that was uh, a little nasty. Mm. Cool. I'm done. Yep. That's your turn. Rogar, you're up. Yeah... Trying to figure what I can do other than attack something. Since they're all kind of running at us. Can you just try sprinting through them, knocking them aside or something? I mean, you are uh, a big dude. I am a big dude. You have your uh, AoE attack as well. Um, just just power them, power through them all like a fullback with the ball. Just. <laughs> yeah, go on. I'll. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'll do that. I haven't run it out though. So, um, yeah, I'll use a uh, destructive resonance then. <sighs> so, uh, I'll, I'll read out what it does. Um, so, you shoot a scathing string of void speech that assaults the mind of any creatures who hear it. Each creature is 15 foot cone who can hear you takes 46 psychic damage or half damage on a successful wisdom saving throw. Creatures damaged by this spell can't take reactions until the start of the next turn. So. I shall roll my 46. Okay, so Rogar kind of steps up to the front, and you watch this kind of black aura begins to form around the sides of his mouth as he starts speaking these words that just make no sense to any of you, but they hurt to just even hear. And it, But in front of him, you can see they're having this devastating effect as this dark energy seems to just spray from his mouth and crashes over the front wave of guys that were just passed where the chandelier fell. As they were starting to climb their way over it, they just get hit full in the face with this destructive resonance. Cool. So 17 points of psychic damage for these guys. Nice. 
Cool. He watches uh, two of them crumble to the ground, and one of them sort of clings on to the edge of the chandelier, still kind of fighting back. Uh, that is your turn, and as one of the rows from behind start to move up, Rogar, you're going to take two attacks. Ooh, nasty. 22, and you take 25 points of strength. Uh, can I cast shield as a reaction? Uh, you can indeed. Uh, so that put my AC at 23. Okay. Oh, this, wow. um, <laughs> this damaged creature that you didn't quite finish off leaps over the chandelier and tries to stab right through your chest with an attack that you know was going to be devastating. And you just cast shield quickly and this little shimmering aura appears and its sword goes, gets uh, bounced out of the way and almost falls out of its hands as it just sort of snarls at you. And uh, yes, yeah, so your AC is 23 until the end of this round. So the second attack that's coming at you it's fuck you now can i just ask one question yes now depending upon what you read i could stack my parry on that and parry that away uh you used your reaction to cast shield so no right okay fair enough but that that was that was a fucking sick use of spells. That was like that was like, oh, Uncle knows what he's doing with spells. It's all gonna be okay. Yeah, I do, I do. But how the fuck? So you take twenty nine points of psychic damage. Jesus Christ! Oh, because it, it, it crits. Yeah. However, thanks to you reading the book, you are also resistant to psychic damage. Yay! So half damage at least. So, so it goes to fifteen. Theme. So it wipes out my temp HP. Yeah. So the second uh, attack comes almost out of nowhere as you like successfully uh, block the other one. Then the second sword just comes swinging down towards you and strikes true, and you feel this wave of uh, psychic energy wash over you. But you realize how damaged your mind has been recently. It seems to have given you some sort of inbuilt defense mechanisms and you don't take as much damage as you expected. It kind of gives you a really bad headache and shakes you a little bit. But you you know you kind of got off lucky there. Yeah. And uh, Megas Doran is going to go up next and he's going to say Oh, horrifying little creatures. I do not have time for this. And he's going to cast Fireball at fourth <laughs> level. Jesus wow. <laughs> Damn. So, uh... Yeah, so that is a lot of dice, if I remember correctly. Let's see what he does. Okay, he does 34 points of damage to a good chunk of the creatures in a 20-foot radius in this small <laughs> corridor. Um, you watch as most of this corridor ignites into flame as he launches this massive fireball straight down the center. And these creatures are just blown apart into little chunks. And a lot of the corridor is now clear, but you see a few more of these crystalline creatures start flooding in from other rooms. But uh, yeah, that was quite devastating. Uh, due to the amount of damage, he's only going to take one attack as one of them comes back to him. But you're seeing the corridor is starting to clear down nicely now. Ooh, 19. He takes 18 points of psychic damage. He is not resistant. So yes, uh... As he's uh, sort of standing there a little bit smug at the damage he does, he doesn't spot one of these uh, crystalline swords come swinging towards him, and it leaves him with this light little cut across his robe, but then grabs his head in pain. And uh, that is his turn. Solara, you're up next. And you know what? I think Solara is going to follow suit with another fireball, which is going to do it at third level instead. 
Solara, cast a spell and see if she can clear out the last of the damage you can do. 25. Okay, not bad. So she launches a second fireball down with the corridor and destroys a bunch of these creatures. But it's not quite enough to finish them off, so she's going to take one attack. But they are waning and there are not many left in this corridor, so you are going to be able to make a run for it soon. I just need to mark down that Mingus Doran used one of his fourth level spells. He's still a little bitch. He is he a is little still bitch. A bitch. It was a cool spell, but he's, he's a dickhead. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, Solara takes 17 points of damage. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, FYI, we did give everybody the the red fey shit. Oh yeah. One each. We, yes, yes, you were given that individually anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just then. She takes a bit of damage there. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not great. Korath, seeing that there's actually not that many left now, the uh, big gladiator, lady, uh, gladiator man is just going to charge into the middle of them and swing out with his sword. And I believe he gets two attacks. Just check. Yes. Because he's using a two-handed weapon. So he's going to come out of the gate with a 17, which is good enough to hit, dealing 24 damage and just finishing off one of the ones that survived the uh, firewall explosion. And his second attack, 22 to hit with 19 damage. Nice. So he finishes off the last two that survived, and just for a moment, there is an empty path in front of you all. Ready? Run! Yeah, basically. Or skip, or hop. Two, one. Yeah. Scarper. So you guys run forward, and you make your way deeper into the palace, and you see more of these crystalline creatures are just coming out of the woodwork. Apparently, Kren has been busy, at the very least, after uh, the night's festivities, and you run into a larger room that, as far as you can see, is one of the bigger rooms on the ground floor, and the doors behind it look very impressive, and Rogar, you recognize this room as one of the larger antechambers that, uh, that sit before the main throne room. Okay. And in front of the door, you see Guard Captain Emmerich. As you guys, uh, well, the one who looks like the real one. <laughs> um, as you get there, Emmerich himself looks to you all and goes, I can't do anything about these crystalline things, but keep this fucker here. Kill him if you can. I'm going to stop the other guards from showing up. Okay. And yeah, he's going to run down one of the side corridors and start making his way to the actual main barracks. You can hear like movement all around the palace, like there is just clomping of uh, plate boots and everything, like this place is just a hive of activity at the moment, and you don't know how much of it is heading in your direction, so hopefully Emmerich can at least head off some of it. But the That'd be nice. They're coming up behind you. And how many? There, it's a growing number, so at the moment you can see about six of them, but like seven, eight. There's more just pouring out of these rooms. Um, Emmerich himself is flanked by two of the crystalline creatures. And as you all stand in the room, the strike team that are uh, the Watcher, Doran, and Korath kind of turn to you guys and go, Take care of the captain. Oh, sorry, wrong voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. First time ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys 
Take care of the captain. We'll hold these fuckers off here. And uh, Korath kind of turns and pulls out his great sword again. He's going to help stem the tide. All right, guys. Boomstick time. <laughs> and Tommy's um, like big cloak, or his, his big coat, rather, is just going to swing back and he's going to bring up his scattergun and just like fill the air in front of him with lead. Wait, so you're going after Emmerich or the sol- the things that are coming behind you? Uh, yeah, well, the, the other guys are taking care of the other ones. So I'm going, ahead, going against Emmerich and the guys either side of him. If you're going to attack Emmerich, that means we're going to go straight into rolling initiative rather than anything else. So well, that will be the fight with Emmerich. <laughs> Unless you're going to say something to him now other than shoot him in the face. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys want to say anything to him? Uh, uh, I'm cool with you shooting him. Yeah, ah, that's fine. I mean, you guys can just go guns a blazing. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't see a reason why we'd need to talk to the fake Emmerich. Um, well, whether you want to understand anything, but I mean, he's probably not going to answer in this situation. No. Right. Well, if Tommy is going to go in guns a blazing, we will do the fight with Guard Captain Emmerich next week because that's where we're going to end the assault on the palace so far. Congratulations, you guys. You made your way inside and passed the first little obstacle. Yeah. How many obstacles yeah. are there? I mean, a few. <laughs> yeah, as I say, that, w- that would be telling. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to be a walk I in the asked, park. I asked, you know. <laughs> you never I mean, know. Cookson might just lower his guard and tell us. It's, it's never happened before, but you never know. <laughs> if I die in combat, I have give you full permission to loot my corpse. Sweet. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we wouldn't do it anyway, but it's nice to give permission. Tommy, can we loot your corpse? Um, within reason. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, not, not, you know, a surface level shit. Yeah, we're not going to take your underpants, dude. Just, just like, you never know. I might have some, some, some things hooped up there. You don't want to find out. Oh, about. God, I don't want to know. <laughs> Rogar, can we loot your corpse? Of course. No, we yeah. can't because because he'll get back up again in a few minutes. Oh yes, very true. <laughs> Be like, why am I naked? Yeah. Well, I hope you all enjoyed tonight's session as we finally, after a long, long wait, kick off the revolution. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time coming. It has. It has. Yeah. And, I'm so uh, glad you're not fighting today, Tommy. Yeah, me too. Actually. Going straight from like a fight in the arena to like starting a revolution is probably not a great shout. Yeah. Hmm. So yes, and as the explosions and fire rages in the city behind you, you guys face off against Card Captain Emmerich as he defends the throne room. And that's where we're going to pick up next week. So thank you for joining us, everyone. We were Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. You can find us on all major podcast providers. And if you want to chat with us, we're all on Twitter. I am at Treason No, and my players are there with their character names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website with lots of goodies and lore and pictures and things, and a Facebook group, all under Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. So I'll hand it over to the rest of my uh, team here to say goodbye. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Podcasting and the Lost Art of Wrestling podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers. You can find them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. Maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate 
in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. Another referendum. Woo! Well, let's find out. Let's not alienate either our voters, any of our voters. Uh, our voters, huh? Yeah, well, our listeners who may be voters in the UK. <laughs> no. no, they're all uh, underage. I mean, like, Brexit means Brexit and, and, and another referendum and whichever you go for. It's all cool. This is D&D. <laughs> let's leave politics out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you if you want to hear more from me, as usual, I'm afraid, but I'm going to leave you just one more little tidbit, another advert. It's difficult to protect your home and loved ones in an age where any thief or magic user can break into your house with impunity. We at Strong Arm Security understand the, these days a simple lock just won't cut it anymore. That's why we've put up decades of experience in personal security into these new solutions. Worried a magic user might misty step or teleport into your home? Our new patented magic ward will redirect them to another plane of existence. Thieves can use their tools to break even the toughest mainstream lock. With our trademarked hands-off technology, when anything other than a key enters the lock, a razor-sharp blade slices down on at wrist height. They can't pick a lock if they don't have hands. And finally, if an intruder passes your external security, invest in these latest mimic chests. We guarantee our chest will look so appealing to any adventurer or thief, they'll go straight for it. The mimic will even digest and eat an intruder, so there's no cleanup required. Call in on us today. Strong Arm Security. Dwarven technology for the masses. Why do they have to be northern? Because they're dwarves. Why can't they be northern? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Why can't we have southern dwarves? You can't have southern dwarves. Unless, like, what I go for a really West Country accent, and you've already done the Dwarf West Country, so. Oh, yeah, that's very, very <laughs> I'm, true. I'm, going, I'm yeah. going for the Northern Dwarf, the, 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 you know, the Mountain Dwarf, not the Hill Dwarf. Okay. I'm going for okay. the Yorkshire Dwarf, well, the, 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 the really, really bad Yorkshire accent Dwarf instead of the really, really bad Scottish accent Dwarf, because I feel like I get less hate that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Good shout. Good shout. Surning. Yeah. yeah. Steve? I fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt up elderberries. If you don't get that, I just I pity what you. you. If, if you don't get that, what are you even doing listening to d and I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, Harsh, but true. But fair. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we will see you all next week. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. Hey, nerd. Do you like Dungeons and Dragons? Of course you do. Do you like people with New Zealand accents? Of course you do again. Wake up, bucko. It's the fate of Ison. We roll dice, laugh a lot, and tell a surprisingly compelling tale about a plucky group of weirdos. Hey, who are you calling a weirdo? Who gets swept up in a quest to quote-unquote save the world of Isen. There's action, excitement, and there's a lot of apples. Seriously, there's way too many apples. It's uh, it got way out of proportion. Weird as my mother's top lip. On the Necropodicon Network. See you there. That'll do. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.